Welcome into the Fairweather Podcast, where we discuss all things San Diego Loyal Soccer Club. The Fairweather Podcast is brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network and sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. What up? How are you doing, Marissa? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. It's a Thursday afternoon. Uh, they're doing some construction out on the road again. It's been like a nonstop, like f- trying to fix and refix the roads uh, out in front of my house. So oh. it's been eventful for me and the dogs. There's lots of things for them to bark at. How yeah. have you been? How have you been? Good. It's, uh, you know, it's, um, I don't know if it's the hangover from the holiday weekend or. I don't know. It's been a slow week for me. I don't know if it's a short week. It's lots to catch up on. I don't know. But it's really beautiful out. It's starting to get warmer. And uh, we're early today, which is <clears throat> because of some scheduling things and Euros and, you know, all this other stuff. So I'm glad to be here with you right now. Yeah, we had had some family in town for the past week. Some of you met my nephew out at the match uh, or matches, Oakland and Sac Republic. Uh, I think we have a mm-hmm. new soccer fan in Colorado. Um, yes. But yeah, it was been it's been crazy. I've been trying to keep the schedule light so we can hang out with uh, my wife's sister and our nephew. Uh, they came out to visit us. They brought their dog, so there was four puppies running around, and it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, four people in our little 800 square foot house. So it was, it was nuts. <laughs> I missed, uh, I missed going to practice this week. Um, mm-hmm. So I was trying to write something this week, but I just didn't get a chance to get it done. So hopefully next week. Um, well, it's been a lot that's happened this week. So, I mean, I mean you can yeah, write <laughs> lots going on. Um, I feel like we've talked like you and I and and Chris have like texted about all these things going on and see it really active, but like we haven't been live for a couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I mean, this is that time of the year where you think you're going to be, Oh, it's summertime. Things will be less busy. And they just are not less busy. Uh, So, um, (laughs) Uh, yeah, this is my, this is my living room and part of my record collection because my wife is currently working. So uh, I can't record in the, the loftus is what we call it. Loft bed plus office. Uh, So I'm out front. This is where I actually taught school for uh, a good chunk of this past school year. And this is what the kids saw when I was teaching them music. Uh, So welcome to my classroom. Yeah, actually, it's the first time I've been in my office today. I've been working off my laptop in the in the darkness in my room, and um, yeah, so it's a, it's different for me. I'm like, oh, it's too bright in here, but it looks good for the live stream. If you guys don't watch the live stream, we do try to give you a heads up when we go live. So uh, you know, if you're not watching now or listening later, you can uh, check us out on our twitters mm-hmm. at underscore fair pod underscore can't even talk right now <laughs> yeah i'm currently <laughs> looking up that usl just dropped a bunch of like the player and goal and all of su- such of the month so i'm looking it up right now because they just dropped this um <laughs> they just dropped this uh in the social medias uh but loyal players and team 
mostly players have been uh, pretty recognized through this uh, unbeaten run. Um, and that is, first up, Austin Guerrero winning, uh, making team of the week uh, after his shutout uh, against Oakland Roots. Um, he was incredibly ecstatic to get that shutout. We were all happy for a car wash. Uh, yeah. Did you get yours, by the way? I did. And um, we'll talk about it a little bit before the Sac Republic game, because I think it was like a um, what happened when I got my car wash was signs of things to come that day. Uh, Cause I got it the afternoon of the Sacramento Republic game. Uh, mm-hmm. So I did get the car wash and what was cool. is like his, his family was there um, and it was his first start of the season. So I know it was really special to get that start. It was really special to get that <laughs> shutout. Although he will be the first to tell you it's a team effort as they all do. Yeah. Uh, but I know that it was really special for him uh, and to mm-hmm. be recognized like that is, uh, is it just speaks to how deep the team is. Right. Yeah. It was funny when you were saying like his family was there. I was like, wait, his family was giving the car wash. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. no. Yeah. I, I did not. Yeah. Ask, I did not ask the Sophie Joe's attendant if they were related to Austin Guerrero. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, speaking on your point about his family there and, you know, um, I think we had seen like his family members out, you know, where they greet the players and stuff. And I was like, oh yeah, they're totally related. Like it was awesome to, you know, that happened for him and he's a local guy and who knows? I mean, I don't know if they've gone to all the matches, you know, it's one of those things like you just assume that your family goes to every match, but like, you know, I get it. Like my parents don't watch my podcast or like, you know, they don't support me and what I do in that sense, like being a fan. So I, I bet it was pretty cool. Just, um, for them to be there and, and, you know, for him to pull it out even way at the end where um, Emra hit that screamer from like far out the box. I was like, oh my God, we right. almost, we almost got that goal. I, I almost threw up. There were several times with Oakland and Sac Republic where I almost threw up because things were getting really close to giving up goals. Um, some more positive news. Um, uh, Miguel Abarro was nominated for goal of the week. He didn't win, uh, but he was nominated for goal of the week. Um, and that was the uh, Miguel Berry back heel. Um, he had tons of space. Uh, he probably could have walked it in. Uh, I think that's what he was told. Uh, he probably could have walked it in, but he's like, hey, I just thought I can spin. I saw some space. Um, and... Um, and I shot it. And when I, as soon as he turned, I like looked, I was like, Oh my God, this is going to be a goal. Cause there was just so much space. And he had that to- mm-hmm. total had that right handed or that whole right hand, his right hand side of the goal open. I was like, Oh, this mm-hmm. needs to be a goal. Like this can't be mm-hmm. anything but a goal. And it was, you can tell even, mm-hmm. uh, was it De La Paz? The, the keeper for Oakland was just like, uh, mm-hmm. he didn't even like yeah. fully, I don't think he fully tried because he's like, I'm not going to, uh, and yeah. yes, I will be there this weekend. Uh, we will be chatting a little bit about that later in the show. Um, I do have I'll be some... there too, but I know you don't care about me being there. So I'm <laughs> I think they're asking more for drumming purposes. Um, so oh. some other news, maybe not as exciting for loyal fans. Uh, this just was announced about 40 minutes ago um, that we San Diego has loaned a player to uh, Legion FC Birmingham Legion, and that is TV. TV just got loaned oh. uh, to Birmingham Legion. Um, I'm guessing this is because uh, there's maybe not a uh, 
standard role for him. I know he was playing kind of in a holding midfielder, uh, but you have Colin and you have uh, Adams. And I just think that maybe there wasn't a spot for him um, in the team now that the back line has been kind of settled. Um, yeah, so this just got announced today uh, at 5.50 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So not that almost an hour ago that uh, Thomas Van Kaysley is on loan. Uh, <laughs> almost as soon as I finally almost try to learn how to say his last name, uh, he gets loaned out. Um, they said, uh, we've tracked him since 2018. We're excited to bring him to Birmingham. He's a talented player. Uh, so he's on loan, uh, which is, so it's not like there's a trade. Um, So I'm trying to find some, I believe it is a loan. Um, the club is additionally signed. Oh, nope. The club has signed a multi-year contract petting the league. So it looks like it's a loan and sign. Um, so um, congratulations to him. Uh, what Best wishes to him. And um, I think the only time we will see him is if uh, we make the playoffs and they make the playoffs and we uh, end up playing in the championship game. Uh, so that might be excited. Um, so yeah, so there's plenty of people on the internets uh, reacting to this and um, yeah, we'll see what the, um, I haven't seen anything from the team announcing this at all. Um, so it it's, must be very, very new. And um, maybe they just came to a mutual conclusion that, Hey, I might not get to play the way I like to play. Uh, Josh Yarrow has definitely stepped up. Uh, Stoneman is back. Uh, we have depth in that center back position and in the midfield, and maybe there just wasn't room for him, and uh, we wish him the best of luck. These things tend to happen. Uh, Marissa, your thoughts on the recently announced news? I mean, it's, it's new news. So, I mean, I, I, I kind of echo what you're saying in terms of uh, – you know, the fact that he didn't have a, a role and we didn't see very many minutes for him after, you know, we were solidifying the mid and, and the back line. Um, so I think best of luck to him. I think his name is really cool. And I'm going to be sad <laughs> not being able to, like, cheer for him with TV. But um, we'll see. You know, I mean, I think it's – I think – I don't know if it's the nature of the business at this level is just – we may not be able to get too attached to people like this um, while we're still solidifying things, you know, early on. So, um, yeah, wish him luck. Yeah, and only Birmingham announced it. You're right. So that's weird. Yeah, I know uh, San Diego did uh, take a while to announce Miguel Berry being recalled to Columbus as well. Uh, that rumor had been flying out on social media as well before uh, the team officially announced it. Um, so maybe there's just a um, either a we know this might make people mad and so we're not going to announce it or just a um, they're waiting for legal approval and now they're kind of putting things, something together. I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh, then they have been a little bit slow to announce those things that people kind of know before uh, the rest of us know, or they know before, um, and they just there's, don't put stuff out. 
the chat is hot before they're posting on Twitter, basically. <laughs> so. Correct. Correct. Uh, so, I mean, it is, I, sh I should say, it is what it is. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it makes, it is a little bit sad. Uh, I know that, that everyone really liked him and thought that he would be a good uh, addition to the back line. Um, but I think Yarrow has, like I said, Yarrow stepped into that position that maybe uh, TV was supposed to be in. And maybe they thought this was an opportunity to um, kind of free up some space. And maybe there is um, some signings coming on the back of this. Um, Mm -hmm. Or it's just, you know, we saw this with El Paso and Orange County where you you loan a guy out who maybe isn't going to get the minutes he wants. Um, and this is kind of how lower division soccer is going to be is guys come and go. And that's why you cheer for the crest and not necessarily the guy in the back of the jersey um, or the kit uh, because they're not going to be around for very long. Guys don't tend to stay at clubs uh, for long periods of time. Uh, you'll get maybe one or two. Uh, more often than not, you get guys rotating in and out. Uh, so this will probably not be the last time we have something like this, but I know that, um, you know, if the defense takes a hit and people are going to point to this as maybe a decision that shouldn't have been made, uh, but I'm going to give the team the benefit of the doubt because they know better than I do, and then we'll just have to wait and see. Yes, we'll see. Right, it's like that uh, the Shields Tatis Jr. trade, right? Everyone told us it wasn't going to work out, and then <laughs> yes, oh, what a classic trade! <laughs> um, and now the other thing is uh, Alejandro Guido. That was the last part to end with on some good news. Mm -hmm. Is uh, USL uh, just announced uh, the goal of the month, um, and uh, Alejandro, one of Alejandro Guido's. Um, Goals is up for goal of the month. So go ahead and make sure you are voting uh, for that. You can go to the uh, use the USL app. Um, and which strike gets your vote for USL championship goal of the month? Vote now. And uh, the choices are um, two New Mexico United, boo. Uh, Solomon Asante, boo. Connor McGlynn from Hartford Athletic and Alejandro Guido. Uh, from your San Diego loyal. And right now he's at 7%. Right now Austin Yearwood is in the lead. Uh, so get on that um, and make that happen. Uh, Alejandro Guido deserves the goal of the month uh, for, I believe this was the, uh, let me, yes, this is the nutmeg, uh, oh, nutmeg yeah. goal. Yeah, so he definitely deserves uh, that goal for sure. So get on that. I just retweeted it, so if you're following me, then nice. you just go to that link. Boom. There you go. Um, the other, some other news that came out is um, San Diego Loyal is back out in the community doing some good work. Uh, I think this morning uh, they were out doing some uh, food delivery, I believe. Um, let me find that video. Uh, there's them. Um, playing volleyball a la Top Gun, which I know I yes. sing the Top Gun song. Um, but San Diego Loyal is out in the community uh, delivering food. Uh, and then today they're doing a beach cleanup at 5.30 at three different locations, uh, Mission Beach, IB, and I believe Cardiff. 
so if you have made some uh, donations to the raffle, if you've bought your raffle tickets, you should have received an email. Uh, and I will see if those of you who are going out this evening, I will see you out there at uh, 5.30. I believe I am going to go to the Mission Beach location because that is the closest one to me. Uh, but yes, Cardiff and Imperial Beach IB. Uh, so go check it out. Um, if you have donated, you should have received that email. So hopefully you have tried to win that surfboard. My wife jokes that if we win a surfboard, we can put it outside and uh, put it out in uh, Airbnb. Because uh, apparently any house that is an Airbnb in San Diego has a surfboard displayed somewhere. Yes. Uh, I think it's a rule. Yes. <laughs> Even though if you Google City Heights, it is not very close to the beach. But if you live in Nebraska, City Heights is close enough to the beach. beach. Yeah, exactly. So you put that, you get like the boogie board and the surfboard and be like, we're beach adjacent. Um, So (laughs) 10 minutes to the beach. Yeah, I guess if you can, if you consider San Diego River the beach, sure. No, gross. Go Are you- on the beautiful San Diego River. <laughs> cool. Um, also, we should mention, um, which we didn't get to mention because we had a match last Tuesday, um, the mission gratitude thing, which was uh, for the military um, loyal, you know, speaking of loyal in the community, they did the, the honoring of the military at the match on the third. Um, I'm not really privy to anything outside of, like that is it like a section the way the like loyal and proud like are you familiar i don't know i just saw it it's just, it has so many things going on i'm like oh my god like i think it's so like active. a i think it's like a um a place where you can go to get discounted tickets being in the military oh. i don't think it's a specific section like oh, the mm-hmm. loud and proud section uh section 110 uh, i believe it's like a code that you can enter to get discounted tickets if you're members of the military or i think first responders right. as well um, so if you are one of those, uh, check that out. You can get to see, get some discounted tickets if you are not a season ticket, or if you have friends and family that are, uh, use that to your advantage. So yeah, lots of really cool stuff. They had like a, a female vocal trio, a la the, uh, what is it? Andrew sisters from 1940s out there singing some nice. old school tunes. Uh, they sing the national anthem, which was, uh, they did a very good job. Uh, sometimes it's hit and miss with that national anthem. Uh, they did a right. pretty good job. Um, yeah, so it's nice to see uh, the team recognizing folks and being out in the community uh, because that's what we want from our team. We don't want to be just on the pitch. We want to be out in the community. And I think Andrew Vassiliadis has spoke to that as well about just being out and about and being visible. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so we have um, two games happened Um and things happened at those games. Uh, soccer was played. Uh, the, the first one the was The ball a, was kicked around. <laughs> yes. Uh, sometimes better than others. Um, the first match we had was a 1-0 victory against uh, the Oakland Roots. Um, they are still about a point per game right now. They just drew Sacramento 0-0. It was a thrilling game that I watched yesterday. Um what were your uh, thoughts and observations from that uh, one nil victory against Oakland? Um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty like happy that they eked out the win there. Um, I think 
as far as the the matches that I've seen in person, was probably the most um, most chippy and most. Um, I guess they were like not really on their game the whole time, as far as I could see. Um, a lot of giveaways in terms of silly passes that I saw. Um, I mean, I'm saying I'm silly. I don't play soccer, but like when I'm looking at it, um, you know, you can see opportunities where they potentially could have, um, you know, put the back line and and Austin in in a position where that he would have to do more saves. But um, you know, I'm happy that they pulled it out at the at the end. Um, and I don't know if that was just um, Oakland just having a privy, you know, privy to the style of play that Loyal has been doing in terms of, you know, dominating possession and, and just kind of attacking that more. Um, it just saw a little bit more aggressiveness and chippiness um, from Oakland. So they have that going for them. Good. Um, their goalkeeper, really, really good. Um, Zeus is his name. <laughs> and what a name for a goalkeeper. Um <clears throat> So, I, you know, I think, you know, overall, obviously, we talked about it earlier, the great clean sheet for Austin Guerrero. And, you know, thankfully, we had that goal from Ibarra, who I think his family was also in the stands. So I think it was family night at, at Loyal <laughs> that night. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's really what I took away. Obviously, the match was, what, two Tuesdays ago. So I've seen a lot of soccer since then. Uh, so but that really was what stood out for me on that match specifically. How about you? Yeah, yeah, I thought probably not the Loyal's best match. Um, hey, Chris, why don't you uh, come and join us? Um, <laughs> probably not oh. the Loyal's best match. Um, as far as the, the cleanliness of play, I think we've seen them play better. Um, I think um, both that game and the next game i think we saw charlie adams and colin martin play really really well uh the back line played pretty well and then kind of just a, a lack of finishing at the front end which is reminiscent of some of the stuff that happened last season um where it took uh you know miguel berry coming in and kind of saving the season and if you look at you know the statistics it looks like you know, if you didn't watch this match and you looked at four big chances in the first half and, you know, four big chances missed, 10 shots inside the box. And this is what kind of Nate Miller talks about where, like, you're getting, you're developing those chances and you're getting those chances. Um, so you have to be kind of happy with that because outside of finishing, um, this game probably should have been a higher scoring match for Loyal. Uh, but sometimes you got to win ugly. Like you can't always, it's not always going to be uh, the best game ever. You're not going to score three goals every match. Um, you put yourself in some positions to win a match. And then the problem is, is we saw, you know, again, Sac Republic is you only have a one goal lead. You have a sloppy giveaway. You just kind of get tired at the end. And all of a sudden there's a little more space. Um, and that's what we saw with, Oakland is this, you know, one shot on goal right at the very end um, that really tested Guerrero and he came up big, but you know, if he doesn't make that save, it's a one, one draw and we're walking away with kind of this gut punch, which we felt against Sac Republic. Um, I thought, you know, another one goal win at home. That's nice. Continue the win streak at home, which is nice. 
Um, but again, you, you want to see um, the team play a little bit better. It was still fine. It's just I think that there's uh, – and we've seen this earlier in the season where we've seen this team have a little bit more of a gear. Um, the the goal against Sac Republic um, was evident of that, that ball movement, that playing and getting to – playing off of each other and moving the ball and putting um, defenders in awkward positions and pulling space. Uh, we didn't really see them – or we saw them do that, but just not – not finish with against Oakland and um, that was a that was a match where it was like every time Oakland got close I got nervous because uh, all it takes is one now Oakland is has not been doing terribly well uh, if you look at some of their uh, their shot totals are not great mm-hmm. um, so we should have won this game more um with more control uh we should have been able to put them away uh pretty early um and score a couple in that first half and then you win comfortably um but i mean it was nice to see clementa out there again um it was nice to see Tarek Morad. I know those guys got a lot of love after the match. Uh, and for good reason, Tarek Morad was the guy who stood up for Colin Martin against the Phoenix match. Um, obviously, we want them to be more successful, uh, but we wish them uh, well. Any other thoughts on that Oakland match? Um, no, I mean, uh, I'm glad we got the win. And uh, no, no other thoughts. And Oakland was mad. They were, they kicked, we were standing in front of the sign waiting for the all the players to come off the field. And he kicked the sign like really hard right in front of like Ivan. And it was like, oh, okay. Like it was weird because it was like, it felt like he was like taking it out on us who were just like standing on the side. It was kind of interesting, but he was really mad. And I don't, he didn't seem to take uh, lightly to the other, his other players that were like trying to calm him down. So I don't know if there's some internal um, turmoil, I guess you know, when they lose and they just, I don't know if he was like blaming other people or whatever, but it was just, I didn't know who it was, but it, he seemed to be super fired up compared to other people. So I don't know if that plays into the fact that they can't, you know, get on a roll like uh, loyal has so far. Yeah. I, I feel, I mean, that team had a lot of, a lot of promise. Um, and, but they were just completely dominated for, you know, mm-hmm. a good chunk of the match, maybe the last couple minutes, Oakland had some good run and play. And I think maybe they felt like they, they could have gotten a draw, but five shots mm-hmm. and only two on target um, with the goalkeeper uh, battery. Like we have uh, between Trey Muse and Austin Guerrero, you're going to need more shots on target um, mm-hmm. to be able to uh, get a goal uh, against uh, the goes good goalkeepers. And then we had a match on Saturday um, that against uh, Sac Republic. And again, um, San Diego dominates possession. Uh, They have a big chance to hit the post. Um, Five shots on, or 10 shots total, three shots on target to Sacramento's. Let me make sure that's Sacramento. Yeah, Sacramento's uh, 12, 13 shots and five on target. Um, I, I think San Diego dominated possession again. 
this time, um, Sacramento was able to find a late goal um, against San Diego scoring in the fourth minute of stoppage time, effectively being um, the almost the last kick of the match. Um, I thought maybe Trey Muse could have had that um, and maybe thought that Cal Montgomery was going to get it and so kind of didn't go full bore to the header because he has to maybe make sure that he's, if the guy heads it back, he's in position to stop it, uh, but kind of snuck its way in a little bit and uh, was a huge gut punch uh, for uh, San Diego. It's one of those where Landon Donovan was not super happy after the match. Um, actually, not very many people were very happy of the match. Uh, walking down the ramp to get to the interviews um, it was very much lots of uh, upset faces for San Diego. A lot of uh, you feel like you dropped and you gave away three point or two points, uh, which mm-hmm. you did. Uh, and this is not the first time this has happened to San Diego. Uh, we saw it happen against Phoenix. And I think the difference between that is you're at home and you want to make sure, you know, you want to maintain your home win streak. Um, but you're still undefeated at home. I think. Um, Watching this back, the team is going to feel a little bit better uh, about what they were able to do. Uh, Sacramento uh, has not been doing well, uh, but they're not a bad team, if that makes sense, right? Like this is they're going through a lot of the yips that San Diego is going through the first four matches, where they're just not winning matches. They're drawing a lot of matches. They're drawing matches that they should win, um, and unfortunately, this is one of the ones where they were able to fight back and. Tony and I have talked about um, Tony and I have talked about this. If you let teams hang around, all it takes is a fluky goal and you're dropping points, whether that's Louisville with the fluky goal to lose, or it's, you know, this one Sacramento where it's just a, a they San Diego look worn down and look tired at the end of the match. Like you can <laughs> see it in the way they're running and responding always a little, a step a little bit too late and they switch the field. They put in a very open cross and it was like, this is one-on-one defending what you don't want to do is allow people to have space uh, to make those plays. And usually they don't like Jack Metcalf closes in, but I think he was kind of running on fumes uh, and he'll probably tell you it's no excuse. Uh, but you can tell that the guys were getting tired. This is a Saturday match after a Tuesday match at 4 p.m. in the sun. And I'm sure they'll say no excuses. Um, but I think when you try to boil things down about why things happened, um, they're not necessarily excuses. They're This is what happened. It was a 4 o'clock game. It was warm. The guys looked tired. The guys looked like they were running on empty. And sometimes that's what happens when a fresher team just has a little bit more in their tank uh, is they're able to beat you um, – in the air, they're able to create a little bit more space and take advantage of that. And uh, tip of the ta- uh, tip of the cap to Sacramento for continuing to push and and uh, continuing to put Loyal in positions where they're kind of chasing the match. Uh, and it just felt like Loyal didn't quite have it's like a a car running out of gas on the last lap um, when you're in the lead. It's just sometimes that happens. Um, obviously coaches are upset because they feel like they should have won. Obviously people in the stands are unhappy. It felt like a gut punch. Like I was just like, Ugh, like it was very a visceral reaction from the mm-hmm. supporter section. But I think uh, there's some, some, 
play in there that they're going to feel good about. Um, it was nice to see Corey Herzog score. That was a really nice, well-worked goal, uh, Ibarra with the assist. Um, and, I mean, you can tell that the players were bummed. And mm-hmm. hopefully this doesn't become a uh, a pattern. Yeah. Um, where you kind of just fall asleep those last couple minutes. Uh, they do tend to not try to keep possession, which is maybe something that they can work on is holding possession a little bit more to the end. But again, you have high press, you have um, Sacramento putting tons of guys on the pitch who are putting you under pressure. Um, you're you're going to run into some um, opposition that eventually they're just going to be able to break through. And unfortunately, Loyal didn't get a goal or a second goal. And mm-hmm. um, Sacramento was able to capitalize. And sometimes that happens. You hate to see that, um, but I don't think it was a, a poor game. I just don't think they were playing as well as they could have um, and let Sacramento uh, come back against them. Yeah, I mean, I didn't get to watch the match, obviously. I was uh, out in a, in a part of the county that doesn't have very good service when you're outdoors. So I just decided not to try to watch it. It was hot for me as well. It's in the East County. So, um, but it was really frustrating to see that score, like, update. Like, I got the update of the the scores, and I was just like, really, again? Like, and I don't know if it's was the heat, if it's just lack of focus. I mean, that's kind of what, what you know, what uh, Landon has said before, you know, just not – focusing all the way through and that's what happens you know so i mean i didn't get to see the other parts of the match but you know i'm taking your word for it in terms of how they played and you know it can't happen we don't want it to happen but sometimes it does happen but they're still unbeaten so i mean yeah look on the right side for me and I know that coaching staff aren't going to look at standings. I think that's what someone asked. Hey, you're still in a good position. He's like, I'm not going to pay attention to standings. And I don't think people should really pay attention to standings too much. Mm-hmm. But to kind of put it in perspective, um, Orange County, who's a team right ahead of us, is winning, uh, is doing about 1.8 points per game. We're about mm-hmm. 1.5. Uh, the only teams that can catch us, um, obviously Phoenix and Sa- Orange County are above us in the standings. I'm not going to worry about them. Um, mm-hmm. like I said before the match, like let's just get to the playoffs, which means third or fourth. Uh, Galaxy can't catch us because they're at a point per game. Uh, Tacoma is at 1.2. They can't catch us if they win the two games in hand, but if they're earning 1.2 games per match, that might not happen. Uh, Vegas is winning one point per game. Sac Republic is less than one point per game, and Oakland Roots is the same thing. Sacramento's got 10 points out of Sorry, nine points out of 10 games. Oakland Roots has six points out of seven games. So if those things hold, San Diego right now is very much in the driver's seat for that third position. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously, getting to second means you get a home playoff match. Uh, Being third does not. Uh, So that might be a target to keep an eye on for San Diego Loyal fans. Uh, But five wins and three draws out of 12 matches uh, is a is a pretty decent run. Uh, they mm-hmm. haven't lost um, what is it eight matches, 
Um, they're on a pretty good run. Now, we don't want draws, obviously, uh, and there mm-hmm. are um, a couple of home games coming up. They're going to be really big and important for San Diego Loyal uh, in the next couple weeks. Uh, the uh, the benefit, though, is Orange County right now is playing eight matches in July. Um, San Diego is playing four, I think. Mm. Let me look. Yes, four games in July. We've already played one. The next one is uh, the 14th against Orange County, who is um, having some uh, depth issues right now, so hopefully we can catch them out. Uh, the 24th is against Phoenix, and the 29th is against Tacoma. So our next two home games are pretty uh, important uh, for San Diego to do well. If we can get, um, if we can uh, at least draw against Phoenix and uh, win against Orange County, get four points out of the next two, I think we're doing a good job of putting ourselves in a position to say that we are a for sure a playoff team. So we yes. have a lot of proof, and we'll be well rested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Four matches. Um, and yeah. I mean, they, they're spread out too. It's not like this Saturday, Tuesday, uh, Saturday, back to back, three games in, in a week type thing. Correct. Yeah. Our next game. Yeah. Our next game is the 14th against Orange County. Um, Orange County plays um, Saturday before they play us on um, the, on that Wednesday. So they go up to Sacramento on the 10th and then they come down to San Diego on the 14th. So we're going to catch them on the same way that Sacramento caught us on that kind of Saturday, Wednesday, um, where we will be more rested and more prepared. Uh, and there's some things that have happening this year that haven't weren't happening last year. And that was some international call-ups um, and people being recalled on loan, right? Last year we didn't have COVID uh, or we had COVID, so we didn't have movement because <laughs> of COVID. Not we didn't have COVID. Yeah. Well, the team didn't, yeah. so thank goodness. Uh, but yes. we had, we didn't have movement. Uh, what do you think the effect on the team has been with all of this kind of movement that we didn't have to deal with last year? Uh, good question. Um, as far as I can see, um, I think the depth that they've had, that they've been able to build over time is, has helped um, just also, I think winning really helps, you know, not maybe winning and or tying. Um, I think it, you know, if you're, if you lose a guy or you get a new guy on, on the squad, like you're coming into a really good atmosphere in terms of winning and or tying. Um, so I think the morale is really good. It makes you want to maybe strive more or like do better, you know, in training and, and when you're actually playing, cause you don't want to be that piece of the puzzle that messes it up. Right. And, and, or, you know, get put on the bench as a sub or you, you're never seeing playing time again. So I think it definitely, you know, it looks like it's working from a, you know, tactical point because it's not as far as I, I mean, besides, looking like they were being tested against Oakland and, and from what you see uh, at the Sacramento game, like doesn't seem like it's making too bad of an impact. Um, I mean, negatively, um, but that's kind of like, you know, uh, I guess if you look at all the teams and how long they've been playing, like, is it really affecting it like the new people or not having, 
Um, you know, we get, what did we get? Grant Stoneman back for Oakland. Um, and it was interesting to see him there because I, I just had gotten used to him not being around. Um, but it seemed to be not uh, affecting them negatively. What about you? What do you think? I just think it adds a wrinkle to coaching uh, coaching staff um, that they didn't have to deal with last year, which maybe was a good thing for last year. Is like you had your roster and you knew what that roster was going to be. Um, versus uh, you have Miguel Berry getting recalled. Although last year we had, I think Kempen got recalled and then got sent back down again. Uh, there could be a scenario in which Miguel Berry does return to San Diego. Um, I think the what's up, Chris? I think um, the trade, the trade deadline, uh, the 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 window uh, in MLS goes past the Gold Cup, and so part of the reason why Miguel Berry got recalled is uh, Columbus has a bunch of injuries, and Zardes is going to the Gold Cup. Now, on a positive side, some of these loanees getting returned back to their parent club and being successful, like we saw with Jack Mayer in uh, in Nashville, and if Miguel Berry goes up and tears it up with Columbus. Um, I think that just speaks well of what San Diego is able to train and build into their players. And it just opens opportunity for more clubs to be like, Hey, we got this young kid. We need them to get some minutes to gain confidence. We know that loyal is going to coach them well and they're come back better. Um, And we, we see this with, you know, Rubio Rabin had a heck of a early season for uh, real salt Lake. Um, I just think this, it might not pay dividends this year, but I think it'll pay dividends in the future. Mm-hmm. And there, there is a chance that Miguel Berry does come back this year. Uh, that's not uh, a done deal, I don't think. Um, with the transfer window going past the Gold Cup, we'll just have to see. If he's successful in Columbus, they might want to hold on to him. If they're, he's pretty good and they just feel like, hey, we're not going to get him minutes with Zardes playing most of the time, uh, then maybe he comes back down selfishly loyal fans probably want him to come back down. But I think in the greater ecosystem, we want a local boy like Miguel Berry to be successful in the MLS and continue his career and continue to move up um, the soccer pyramid. That's kind of the, the double edged sword of falling in love with a player like Barry is the better he plays, the less likely we see him in person for, you know, uh, uh, several seasons. Um, Chris, what do you think about uh, call-ups and recalls uh, affecting a, a team throughout the season? Um, I mean, obviously, like, it was, like, what ultimately cured the issue early on, right? Like, having the, the signings. But to lose it is like, okay, well, y'all still need to – carry the weight, right? You know what I mean? The the team can't go back into a place um, where, like, nothing's happening. And and I kind of wonder a little bit about that draw, too, to be like, okay, is this, like, is that the calm – is that, like, the the writing on the wall? You know, like, you know, hopefully the next match tells that, like, hey, you know what, we're still on a roll doing our thing. You know, they kind of kick-started it for us. But, I mean, like, just on the issue itself – I mean, it's kind of like that. It kind of comes with the territory, right? Like, I mean, you you kind of know at some point that things are going to get good, and then you're going to lose this player, and you just hope that the rest of the guys can kind of step their game up and and contribute. You know, ultimately, um, 
but I mean, on the other hand, too, like it's it's good that a team can, you know, was able to like acquire players after their initial players too. And you know, a lot of teams are real stationary on that. They don't go to the market, if you will. They don't go seeing who they can get to kind of add some steam. They kind of look with from within. They shuffle lineups around too often, you know. And and we're not even talking about them like taking anyone out of loyal select at this point. But could you imagine, you know, if they like do a couple things in the front office to sign a couple of loyal select players to the first team, so to say, right? So that they can have kind of a little little two-way. So, I mean, you know, hopefully it doesn't get that bad, right, that they have to be doing that. But, you know, you hope that it's going to work out for them. For sure. And I think with that loyal select, I think the – the benefit of having that program, we're going to probably see that this weekend against uh, Tijuana Sholos. Um We're going to play a friendly. Way. Yeah, we're going to play a friendly. Um, I know some people were like, why are you going to add a game? And it's like, well, I mean, you go a week and a half without a match, you want a little bit of competitiveness, and you might see our starters out there for the first half. But I think this is the opportunity for some of these young guys uh, that have been putting in tons of work. Uh, the few practices I've been to, uh, one of them – the team's all gone and it's um, it's the four loyal select guys out there working and running drills and working with Nate Miller. Uh, and I think this is their opportunity to be able to be put into a game. You're going to see um, guys try some stuff. Uh, the coaching staff probably try some guys out. Um, Sholos will probably do something similar. You're going to see maybe a couple of stars and then you're going to see guys with um, three digit numbers on their kit. Um, the, toward the end of the game. And I think it's just a, a, a way of building that cross-border relationship. But also for Loyal's perspective, it's a way of trying some new formations, some new set pieces, uh, trying some new play- some players that aren't getting tons of minutes, like you might see a Nicky Jackson. Uh, you'll probably see, you know, Austin Guerrero. Uh, you might see one of the uh, third-string goalkeepers. You're going to see guys that you might not normally see uh, get a chance to play. Uh, and I think it's two things is one, we want to cheer them on like they are, you know, the big, big line players. Cause that's what they deserve. They've been putting in that work, but also you're going to see some of these kids really get a chance to uh, try some stuff out in a game situation. Um, and so I think that's what I'm looking for, for this show, those matches to get some of the, see some of those kids, see some of those players that we haven't seen a lot of out there doing their thing um, and getting a chance to have, a supporters group cheer them on and um, and then kind of tune things up for that Orange County match, knowing that even after Orange County, we get another long break. It's like another week and a half till we play Phoenix. Um, Marissa, what are you looking forward to this weekend? Um, you know, I am a solo supporter, so it will be very interesting to be there um and watch them i mean obviously it'll probably be the you know not their stars uh on the solo side just like you were saying just get some minutes in um i'll be interested to see how much of the solo support will come um because of the name the notoriety here in the border region um the atmosphere looking forward to that seeing some familiar faces that you know i know a friend of mine who used to go with me to the matches down to in TJ has not been to a loyal match, but this will be their first loyal match. So uh, what will that, what will her experience be in terms of, uh, you know, 
is there going to be comparisons and like, oh, can I come to more matches that are loyal? Like, you know, because they're they're not competing in the same league. So I think it'll just be a, a good opportunity just to reinvigorate the soccer community here and, uh, you know, bring about some electricity to USD and Torero Stadium in the middle of, you know, our, our July four, four matches. I mean, that's four matches is, uh, so it's five, right? So five with this one that we're playing this, this month. So, you know, fresh legs and make sure that they keep their, um, tolerance up of this dry, dry heat, quote unquote, that we're experiencing in July. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm just, I want good football and I think that's what I've said pretty much all summer watching the Euros and watching these random matches, you know, by obviously loyal, I want them to win, but you know, in the end I want good football, you know, not boring like the England Scotland match. <laughs> uh, Chris, <laughs> uh, what do you think loyal gets out of this, uh, international friendly? Um, <clears throat> I think that they just get maybe to see a little bit more of like the just the exploits of their talents, you know. Because I mean, usually when you play, um, when you're playing like an international team, when you, you know, when there's these friendlies, I mean, let's let's say that it's gonna it's not gonna obviously seem so a hundred percent right. Like I mean, no one's trying to lose their players to injury or anything, but so you're not gonna have certain things, but. Maybe you're going to get to see a little bit more of what the players are about. Um, maybe some of their talents, maybe some of that will show up um, just based on, like I said, playing a team like that, because that's typically where you get it. I mean, when you, when the USL's, when it's just USL stuff, it's, you know, you may not get to see a lot of the fancy razzle-dazzle stuff is what I guess I'm getting to. And you might get to see a little bit of that because dudes probably aren't going to be pressing too much and you know it's gonna seem like a pickup game of basketball in the park where dudes are doing way too much but it's entertaining yeah uh Sholos start their season uh july 25th uh so it's a sunday so 15 days after uh this match show I, I think you might see a couple of their frontline guys get a couple minutes or at least kind of some of their you know, guys are going to see play if you follow Sholos. Um, I know that their supporter groups supporter group is going to come. I know they're putting them in the was that one twelve, uh, the typical supporter group section. Uh, and I, I think it'll be for the supporters. I think it'll be a, a good um, learning experience for everyone as well, as far as um, getting a chance to chat with them uh, and build that community. And there is a huge Sholos supporter. Uh, support here in San Diego. I think like a third of the fans who attend Sholos games come from uh, the San Diego region. And so they're going to come to these games. And Marissa, I think you nailed it. Like a, a benefit of this is to get Sholos fans into the stadium to watch Loyal and realize that Loyal is a entertaining team uh, that plays engaging soccer that they might come back you know, they're probably not going to get season tickets, but they might come back one or two times. And now you're, that's how you build that fan base of, hey, there's this other option here. Oh, by the way, we play a bunch of games before Liga MX starts. So in some of those weekends where you have free and you want to come check out live, live footy, 
come come over here. It's relatively inexpensive. Uh, you mm-hmm. don't have to cross the border to get there. It's right here at USD Torero Stadium. And I think it's is a, a good opportunity for Loyal to show what they're about, both on and off the pitch. Um, so I'm excited for the Saturday. Um, the first match I saw at USD was a Cholos uh, preseason yeah. game versus Toronto. Uh, so yeah. I'm excited to get back in that stadium to watch a friendly to see the Cholos again and maybe reignite my desire to watch them play soccer because it's been a little bit hit and miss with that club uh, as far as yeah. their success. So it'll be fun. Um, Chris, any last thoughts? Um, man, no, not, not really. I mean, you know, we're what, like, just, we're just a little over, obviously, what is considered, like, or I guess we're, what, about just a little under what is about a third of the season now, Um, you know, and uh, it's going pretty well. I mean, I definitely had my thoughts about how it was going to go with everything, but, I mean, if you look at it now with all the states kind of opening back up and capacities being full, like, you know, you should really get, like, the full effect, you know, on some of the attendance. I hope that everything kind of stays a certain way. Of course, we know that Delta is on its way. So that will be interesting. But let's just hope that, you know, it, it kicks it for a while, like like past November or something. Not a chance. <laughs> Marissa, any thoughts? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just excited to get some live football in uh, this summer and uh, really just expand on seeing what loyal can do um, just as a club and also learning more about the league. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think Sholos just specifically uh, this weekend is just going to be more fun and laid back, I guess, you know, because going there with the eye of being, uh, you know, one of the hosts, obviously, with you guys of, in your tactical knowledge is, like, so superior to mine. I'm like, okay, I got to watch and make sure I know what I'm talking about. But, like, literally, like, I, I'm just looking forward to, you know, seeing some familiar faces and, and maybe relax a little bit. So that'll be nice. Yeah. And um, I, I know that July will be a little bit light on loyal matches. Uh, but this gives you the opportunity to uh, check out some other matches as well. Um, Orange County is playing a ton. Um, if you haven't seen uh, Phoenix play another match, uh, this is your time to kind of scout the um, the opposition, if you will. If you're not going to the Sholos match, Orange County mm-hmm. plays Sacramento. Um, then uh, Orange County plays RGV on the 17th um, at home. So if you are itching to go to a soccer match on the 17th, uh, head on up to Orange County and watch them take on RGV. Uh, it might be another chance to get to see some local soccer if you are hankering for something because uh, Loyal isn't playing. Um, Chris, uh, thanks for hopping on. It's good to see you. Uh, Marissa, thank you as well. Uh, Chris, where can we find you on the interwebs? Uh, you could find me under by Chris Walker on Twitter and Instagram. Marissa? 
You can find me at hashtag Marissa on Twitter mostly, but you can also find me on Instagram. What about you, Alan? You can find me at A Underwood 48 on the Twitter machines and at Mission Beach in about an hour. Yes. Have fun and uh, say hi to everyone. Oh, and if you guys see me on Saturday, please ask for the new stickers. Oh, look at that. Have the shiny stickers. I love me some shiny stickers. Uh, okay. Thank you, everyone. Have Thank a great you. afternoon or evening, and we will catch you all soon. Bye. Bye. This and every episode is brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. You can find other podcasts on bgn.fm. The Fairweather Podcast is also sponsored by Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Tired of the same old uniforms and cookie-cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create a kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com.